the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's it all about? America, Jesus, freedom. Say it again. America, Jesus, freedom. And what does that mean? I don't know, but the people sure love it when I say it. How's my hair? Strong. Real strong. Our nation's security has never been stronger because our troops and our veterans are this nation's backbone. Because farmers are this nation's backbone, schools is this nation's backbone. Audio installation specialists and window tenters are this nation's backbone. Because Filipino tilt-to-whirl operators are this nation's backbone. And I want to make you a promise today that if you send me back to Washington, D.C. for a fifth consecutive term, I will let them know it's about America, Jesus, and freedom. And welcome to the main event. No, it's about it's about America, Jesus, and freedom. It doesn't matter what candidates really think or feel. It's just about saying what sounds good in a 10-second soundbite, because uh, that seems to be the uh, the extent of the American public's attention span. You know, we're going to talk about what's going on this week, and I'm going to try to keep it in keep it in short little pieces so I keep your attention and try to make it interesting and uh, throw in a little bit of uh, of. Uh, just a little tiny bit of my opinion on things, uh, or maybe just a little tiny bit of facts, and the rest is my opinion. But first, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lend- lender located in the city of Moreno Valley. Also offices in Corona, Temecula, Orange, Westlake Village, and Downey to service all of Southern California for all your real estate financing needs. If you're, in, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And one more time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to uh, talk verbally because you don't want your neighbor at work to find out your personal stuff or your boss to find out your talking personal stuff on company time, Wait for your lunch break and uh, go to edhoffman.net. Click on uh, Apply Now. Put as much information as you want me to know in and uh, tell us how much information you want out of out of uh, me or my team. And uh, you'll hear back from either uh, myself or one of my teammates, Matt Bradbury, Randy Sampius, or Alex Rojas, and we'll give you all your, uh, all your guidance that you're looking for. If here's something you want replayed, you can also uh, hit uh, listen to the main event on edhoffman.net. 
and hear this show as well as four past shows, or you can get me on uh, AM590, The Answer, on the podcast, or you can get me on uh, iTunes. Go to iTunes, search Ed Hoffman, and uh, you can subscribe for free, have it download to your your iPhone, your iWatch, your iPad, your iPod, your computer, and you can uh, subscribe for free so you can hear it anytime, anytime you want instead of waiting for it to come on the radio. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman. I am not, I am not Doctor Ed Hoffman of NASA, as uh, some people tweeted me of what a great guy I was being the. Uh, the cutting edge of uh, of whatever, uh, being the Dr. Ed Hoffman of NASA. That is not me, but we straightened some people out in Florida, I guess. And uh, you can also uh, like our Facebook at the main event 590. So we are a social media uh, people now, as we've been for the last, I don't know, year, year and a half. Getting getting a little better at it. Um, uh, I'm not getting younger, but I'm getting uh, I'm doing younger things, I guess. <clears throat> keeps me young. So uh, also, uh, what's going on in real estate before I get into what's happening? The interest rates are getting better and better and better and better. I don't know how la- I don't know how the lo- how long they'll last. Uh, there's speculation as to whether the uh, the Fed is going to raise the uh, the discount rate on September 17th. And uh, I think the bond market. I think uh, a lot of people are speculating that if they raise the discount rate, you're going to see interest rates get better. For mortgage mortgages, because the bond traders are kind of anticipating what's going on. I don't expect you to understand any of that stuff, but let me tell you what it means to you if you haven't refinanced into a low fixed rate and you're uh, you're sporting something over five, you're sporting something over four and a half. Interest rates are interest rates are good. It's at least worth a call to find out uh, where you're at, what you can do if you need to pull out cash to pay off some bills to consolidate. If you need to lower your lower your term, you know, fifteen year fifteen uh, year. Uh, fixed rates are really they're typically a half to three quarters of a point lower than 30 30 year fixed rates so they're down in the low threes um high twos sometimes um i don't have aprs here so i won't quote exact anything but uh call me toll free 855-640-2020 and if you're interested in doing that if you're thinking about buying the there's 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 property out there. Uh, it's not too crazy as far as getting accepted offers. And uh, if you're over 62, if you're if you're not sure about that reverse mortgage thing, and you're not sure if it's really a good thing for you or your parents or something, call me and let's talk about it because uh, it's really a fantastic uh, fantastic um, tool. And a lot of people have a stigma about it because in, in the old days, I guess they used to think, hey, you're turning over your house to the bank. And as soon as you die, then you your kids lose your their inheritance. And that's not that is not how it works. It exactly works just like any mortgage. You just don't have to make payments. So uh, if you're interested in finding out about those, 855-640-2020. So let's talk about what's going on in this country. Hillary Clinton's email scandal just won't go away this week. It was revealed that Hillary Clinton's private email server, which she used for government emails while she was Secretary of State, was housed in a bathroom closet at a loft apartment in Denver, Colorado. So uh, apparently uh, Clinton chose a small IT company. So give you give you an idea, Wholesale Capital. We have our servers in Wholesale Capital. So when you send send me emails at Wholesale Capital, you go to Ed Hoffman at wccloans.com, and uh, and it goes through the computers through the World Wide Web, gets to our servers, but it's hosted somewhere at our at our internet service provider, which I don't know where it is. But it's somewhere besides our servers at our office, and so uh, so I don't know how that stuff works. But there's your server for your for your company, and then there's an internet service host. 
So that's the that's as plain as I can make it because that's the only way I understand it because I'm not an, I'm not a I'm not part of the geek squad. So uh, but apparently they chose a small IT firm called Platte River Networks to handle their email servers. Company was run out of a loft apartment, and its servers were reportedly kept in a bathroom closet. According to the Daily Mail, this firm has strong ties to the Democratic Party. Also disclosed that employees of the firm were told to keep the contract with Clinton a secret. No, which kind of a kind of implies intent. So uh, Hillary, but you, if you remember, Hillary previously said her servers were at her home in Chappaqua, New York. Remember she she said, uh, "Hey, you know what? Uh, the servers weren't in any danger. They're plenty. They're plenty secure. They're guarded by the Secret Service." Which uh, leads, I'm I, I'm sure that once we get done whittling the Republican field down from 17 to the last one or two, that we're going to be pummeled with with all these Hillary Clinton uh, Hillary Clinton clips of uh, ah yeah, my server is secure because it's uh, because it was guarded by the Secret Service, or you know what difference does it make? I mean, she or you know don't get don't be thinking that you know jobs are created by corporations or something like that you know all these dumb things that she said she is not bill clinton she's not smooth she's not you know she's not cool enough to get changed for an ice cube and uh like her husband but uh so uh uh she played dumb then and uh the joke she told this week was even dumber she's at a fundraiser in iowa if you haven't heard this uh hillary used her snapchat account uh as a launching pad and i don't even know what snapchat is but apparently it's uh some kind of social media thing she made this ridiculously idiotic joke by the way you may have seen that i recently launched a snapchat account (laughs) i love it i love it those messages disappear all by themselves you know, you know, is that is, is that supposed to make her look intelligent? You know, you got a bunch of screaming kids out there, a bunch of screaming idiot kids that for those of you that have kids that are dumb enough to think Hillary Clinton would it would just be so cool if we could elect a woman. Hey, you know what? You want to elect a woman? Carly Fiorina, that's the one. Okay, so but uh um it would just be so historic if we could do that. It'd be just wonderful. I don't know if you remember the video I played on those kids from New York University. Um, but I think it just makes her look stupid. I think, I quite frankly, it tells me she thinks it's a joke, this whole investigation. Because I think, uh, didn't uh, General Petraeus uh, lose his security clearance thing for doing su- for forwarding classified emails to someone who shouldn't have had them? And uh, David Petraeus, who was uh, like, was he the head of the CIA? Former general commanded the commanded the uh, the forces in Iraq and Afghanistan, and some uh, highly ranked general, very highly highly uh, respected, and he lost his security clearance and had some gigantic fine. And uh, and Hillary Clinton, for what she's doing as Secretary of State, she should have she should be in jail. So, uh, but it even got dumber this week at the press conference. Uh, that she had a press conference and uh, Fox's Ed Henry asked her if the FBI was correct in its belief that she tried to wipe her entire server out so all her State Department emails would be erased. Instead of answering the question, instead, she said this. So we went through a painstaking process and turned over 55,000 pages of anything we thought could be work-related. Under the law, 
That decision is made by the official. I was the official. I made those decisions. And as I just said, over 1,200 of the emails have already been deemed not work-related. So is that supposed to make her look good? Well, look, even 1,200 of the ones I gave were not. And, you know, the the official makes the decision, and we turned them all over, and the official was me. So I just made the decision which ones I thought were not work-related, like the ones that would you know, get me thrown in jail. Well, those aren't work-related. Let's just delete those things. So uh, she just admitted that she was the person who made the decision about the emails were the, which were work-related. I think that would be a little bit of conflict of interest. Let me just be the decision-maker. When I get audited by the IRS, let me, I'll just look at my own taxes and decide which, which uh, deductions were legit and which weren't legit. Yeah, that's the ticket. We'll uh, this. We'll just hear the. We should have let O.J. Simpson be the be the juror on his uh, on his murder trial. It would have taken a lot less time. Uh, and uh, hey, you know, did you kill your wife? No, I didn't kill my wife. Okay, no problem. You're free. All right. So, uh, um, but the, but she never actually answered the question. So uh, Ed Henry pushed on. Now, all I can tell you is, in retrospect. If I'd used a government account and I had said, hey, you know, let's release everything, let's let everybody in America see what I did for four years, we would have the same arguments. So that, that's all I can say. I have no idea. That's why we turned it over. You said we, you were in charge of it. You were the official in charge. Did you wipe the server? What, like with a cloth or something? I don't know. You know how it works digitally. Did you try to I, wipe the whole server? I don't know how it works digitally at all. You know what? Do you think anyone who makes comments like that is smart enough to be the president? You know what? I can tell you, I don't know much of anything about computers except for, uh, you know, the the extension for my IT guys when I need them. Um, but I know you don't wipe your server with a cloth. And I also know that you can delete emails and they're still there. And I also know that um, if you need to wipe off your server completely, you got to call some IT people and they reformat your hard drive or they do something. I don't know exactly what they do, but I know there's a process and it's not something that is easily done by, by lay people. You have to actually, it, it's not something you accidentally do. It's something that you don't accidentally do. There's a, uh, I don't want to go into details because I don't understand any of the details, but I could be, you know, hey, you know, do you just wipe it with a cloth? Does anybody think that makes her smart enough to be president? So uh, so then then uh, Friday morning, Friday morning, the Hillary Clinton uh, clan came out with their response. And here's just a little piece of it. Look, we fully expect that Republicans are going to continue to want to talk about Hillary Clinton's emails. And the reason for that is because they can't talk about their plan to grow the economy on behalf of the middle class. But that's what Hillary Clinton is fighting for. That's why she's in this race. And that's what voters care about. Yep, that's a... Just, we don't just don't have anything else to talk about but Hillary Clinton's uh, emails. Um, you know, realize, let's not get lost here. Let's remember, this was all about Benghazi. Nobody even thought about, no one even had any kind of, uh, any clue that she had her own private server, which she actually admitted on a, on a talk show, I think it was Oprah or something, where someone was asking her about whether she does BlackBerry or, uh, or uh, BlackBerry or iPhone or how she does her emails or, and she said, she made a comment that, well, you know, I have to be careful because as Secretary of State, there are certain constraints that I have to abide by. And uh, then that's when she talked about how... Uh, 
she ha- really has a BlackBerry and an iPhone, and uh, at one point time, so now she's now, so in the process of just trying to find out what's going on with her her emails for what did they know about the Benghazi, the Benghazi incident with uh, where uh, where four people died and uh, they blamed it on a on a YouTube video, which basically gave Obama the the election. Well, gave Obama could have taken Obama the Obama's elect reelection when because he's was uh, campaigning on hey you know what uh, uh, Bin Laden's dead they're all, uh, I, uh, Al Qaeda's on the run and uh, GM's still alive and uh, this is the uh, you know this is we got the the terrorism's out of here. But uh, apparently terrorism was not out of here because they did that terrorist attack. But they wanted to to divert the attention away. So uh, we just don't have anything else to talk about. Well, there's nothing as as more as uh, underhanded as what's going on with. And this is the best the Democratic Party has to offer. This is the best. I want to pull that clip from uh, Armageddon. And this is the best that you could that the, the government, the U.S. government, can come up with. I mean, you're NASA for crying out loud. You put a man on the moon. You're geniuses. You're, you're the guys that think it up. I'm sure you got a team of men sitting around somewhere right now just thinking up and somebody backing them up. You tell them you don't have a backup plan. This is the best you guys have? You're NASA. So anyway, uh, uh, so there's rumors out there. There's rumors out there that uh, Biden, uh, uh, Joe Biden and Al Gore are trying to undermine this now. And... Uh, uh, operatives for vice. This is from uh, the um, New York Post. New York Post. Operatives for the vice president Joe Biden and former vice president Al Gore have begun contacting top New York Democrats, virtually all of whom have endorsed Hillary Rodham Clinton, to see if they're willing to switch allegiances in the race for president. The Biden and Gore operatives in con- uh, in contacts made over the past few days didn't make clear whether either man wanted to directly challenge Clinton in the Democratic primaries. You know what? Do you notice that all these old guys? Uh, Bernie Sanders is about 90 years old, and uh, Al Gore, I think, is 74, and and Joe Biden's about 72, 3, 4-ish, and, uh, and Hillary Clinton's about 68 or 69, and uh, wasn't that the young people thing? You know, uh, a few years back, we said, hey, we can't have Senator, we can't have Senator uh, uh, John McCain because he's 72, and by the time he gets done... If he's in there, he's going to be like uh, 80 if he gets two terms. And uh, he won't. It seems like two terms later, uh, McCain's a lot more conscious than Obama is. And he's only like 50. He just turned 54. Because I know he's a month older than me. I'm going to be 54 next month. So, um, however, one thing didn't uh, become clear in discussions, uh, source that the, there's a. There, one thing that did become clear is there's a growing shallowness in New York for support of Hillary. So meanwhile, so there's a, so the uh, the uh, rumor is that Biden and Gore are trying to pressure people, including uh, Obama, to indict Hillary over this stuff. So that will that will end her uh, her run. And then if Biden or Gore or anybody else wants to jump in the race, it's just going to make it easier. Um, which, quite frankly, if it, would seem like it would be easy anyway cuz i'm i think uh hillary clinton for jail in 2016 is more likely than than the uh hillary clinton for the white house but you know there's a lot of stupid people in this country and you and me and everybody we know needs to keep talking to them because if we don't talk nobody does so uh and then meanwhile obama's in martha's vineyard this last week or two uh vacationing and he happens to be golfing with 
uh, Bill Clinton. Does anybody think that's a coincidence that uh, all this stuff's going on and Bill Clinton and uh, and uh, Barack Obama are are uh, buddying up and talking? I wonder. I wonder what Hillary Clinton has on Obama. Why he why he wouldn't indict her and actually prove that he has some some kind of interest in enforcing the law or uh what or what you know bill clinton has to be i don't think i don't think bill clinton and barack obama are that close of buddies that they're just going to go hang out i think there's something going on there but i could be a conspiracy theorist and i could be wrong i'm probably not but i could be so uh, meanwhile in the uh, republican race you got 17 uh, republicans running for president uh, the only one we ever hear about anymore is Donald Trump. I'm kind of getting, uh, he's kind of monopolizing the media's election coverage, and I'm getting kind of trumped out. Although, although, uh, he has, is starting to make a little bit, a little bit more sense. At least he finally stopped saying, Mexico's beating us at the border and me- beating us in trade, and China's beating us in trade. We never win. We always get beat. I getting, was getting old with old with that. The media either hates him or sucks up to him, but either way, they're following him around 24-7. Uh, here's what's happening in the, in the Trump campaign this week. He's being criticized for calling in, for an end to birthright citizenship, which some people uh, interpret to be guaranteed right under the 14th Amendment. The media also had a fit about his term, Anchor Babies, uh, which is a child born in the United States to an undocumented mother, which uh, undocumented, undo- a child of an undocumented uh Mother, uh, people having using the term anchor babies for years, but for some reason they're pretending that they've never heard of it, and they're singling out Donald Trump. Donald Trump, like the reason that he's getting all the popularity because he doesn't he doesn't understand political correctness, and uh, quite frankly, everybody's kind of tired of political correctness. Here was his response. Are you aware that the term anchor baby? That's an offensive term. People find that. You mean it's not politically correct and yet everybody uses it? I, so you know what? Give me a different term. Give me a different term. What else would you like to say? Oh, you want me to say that? Okay. I said, no, I'll use the word anchor baby. Excuse me. I'll use the word anchor baby. Uh, uh, an American born child of undocumented immigrants. Yeah, right. Okay. And then, uh, and then. That now they're going after Jeb Bush, the same thing, and Jeb kind of jumping on the Trump can't on the Trump. Uh, hey, you know it's working for Trump; it'll work for me. Governor, do you regret using the term "anchor babies" yesterday on the radio? Oh, I did. Hey, is that a real you thing? don't. I don't regret. You don't it. regret it? No. Do you have a better term? I'm not. I'm, I'm asking you. A lot, you a lot of folks find it offensive. You, you give me a better term, and I'll use it. I'm, I'm serious. Governor, governor, don't yell at me behind my ear, though. You know what? Does anybody think this is? This is is this the best the Democrats have to do is is criticize the terms. Re- I think I think uh, and I don't want to give it completely to Trump because Ann Coulter wrote a whole book, Adios America, about this. But I think the uh, the immigration thing is finally coming to coming to a, uh, a fever pitch here. And maybe we're going to maybe we're going to actually do something about it. Maybe we're going to actually make some changes in this country. And I hope we do. And uh, then they uh, then Trump actually talked, you know, before he said, hey, you know, we're going to we're going to seal the border and we're going to get the Mexicans to pay for it. Now he's actually backing up his backing up his uh, speech with some extra thoughts. I was watching these uh, characters, politicians that are running against me. You can't get Mexico to pay for the wall. You, of course you can. They can't because they never would even think of it. Do you know how much Mexico is making from the United States? That's peanuts, the wall. And then they say, you can't build a wall. 
It's too big. It's too, it doesn't work. Well, 3,000 years ago, right? The Great Wall of China was built. We'd like to have that wall. That wall, nobody gets through. That I can tell you. In Mexico, they were complaining it doesn't work. Now, they have these walls built. And they said, well, people go over these walls with a ladder. You know how tall the wall is? Like this. And it's not a wall. It's a little fence. And people put up a ladder that they buy at Home Depot. And they go over the wall, jump, and that's the other. And then they say, I'm talking about a wall. See that ceiling up there? Higher. Yep. And I think think if you play back some of my shows from the last... I don't know, eight years, um, you could hear me saying the next, the only thing we need to borrow from China is the blueprints for the wall, because that's what we need to build on the, build on the on the Southern border. And, uh, not just a fence, build a wall. I realize that we can't do that across the whole border. Cause there's some places where the border is a lake or a river and we can't just block off the river or the lake. But you know, those are the, those are the few places that we just put plenty of border patrol people there's a there's a way to do this folks and i think uh i think donald trump's on the on the right uh he's starting the right the right discussion and i think one way or the other uh 2016 we're gonna or let's say the beginning of 2017 we're gonna actually start building this thing or actually do something about the uh about the immigration problem the porous border on between us and Mexico. Anyway, I'm out of time for part one, uh, so uh, so stay tuned. I'm going to stop here, and we're going to uh, stay have some uh, commercials and traffic and weather, and we'll be right back with part two of the main event. Don't go anywhere. There's a lot more to talk about. And we're back with part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. If you need real estate financing, you won't hear a lot about it about it on this show because, uh, quite frankly, I don't think anybody really likes to listen to that. Um, but if you need it, you want someone with common sense to help guide you through it, 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. Call me day or night, toll free, 855-640-2020. So we've been talking about the, uh, the, Trump, the Trump campaign and what's going on there. You know, if I were any of the other candidates, I'd be kind of bothered by all this. I'd be hoping we could move further along. You know, I wish uh, some of the candidates like, uh, I don't know, who's that Gilmore guy? He should drop out. Uh, Lindsey Graham can drop out. Um, Pataki can drop out. Uh, Rick Santorum can drop out. There's, is that only four that I mentioned? Then uh, we can drop out uh, Rand Paul. He's a loser. Um, let's see who else. Who else can uh, can drop by the wayside? Uh, I'll tell you one one candidate. I was I was thinking about this. I was I was kind of listening to the debate issues and and I was looking over my notes and I'm thinking about what I said last week about you know Cruz. I thought Cruz did really good. And I think he would be a good president. But you know what? I finally decided I can't get behind Ted Cruz, no matter how much traction he's been getting. Um, you know, he's called the most underestimated candidate in the field by the Chicago Tribune. I put a lot of a lot of credence in what the Chicago Tribune says. He's rising in some of the polls and attracting some attention after performing well in the, in the debates. But I think we have a good field. We have a lot of people that are there. And, uh, you know, uh, he agrees with Trump on ending birthright citizenship that's saying, hey, you come over, you're illegal and just plop out a baby. Now that that baby is your anchor here. And and that one, that baby, just because born in the United States is a citizen and now the parents have to have to stay here to take care of it. But here's why I can't get can't get behind him, because he's born in Canada. 
and say, well, you know what, uh, we can make exceptions for this and that. You know, as long as I've been alive, and I don't care what anybody says, as long as I've been alive, and that's going to be 54 years next next week, next week, next month, um, as long as I've been alive, I've always known that in order to be president, you have to have been born in the United States. You don't have to have been born in the United States to be a citizen, but if in order to be eligible to be the president, you have to be over 35, you had to be born in the United States. And I know John McCain was born in Panama, but he's born on an American military base. So that's considered being in the United States. So I have no problem with that. And the Barack Obama BS uh, uh, birth certificate that's on whitehouse.gov, you know, it's been proven. It's doctored up. It's you know you you can t- you can take it apart with Adobe Adobe not Adobe Reader Adobe Writer if you have that uh, Adobe uh, you know the PDF uh, program where you can actually take them apart and you can alter them it's called it's not Adobe Reader it's Adobe Writer if and you can see what has been altered on there so we know that's that's BS plus there's a bunch of inconsistencies between the name of the hospital and what the hospital was called back in 1961 and we know that he sealed his uh his college transcripts which uh why would he seal his tr- college transcripts he says because he got bad grades but you don't get bad grades and get admitted into Harvard Law School unless you're uh when he went to Columbia and then went to Harvard is that right I think that's what it is. So, uh, um, and everybody that everybody that was there, nobody seems to remember him. None of his friends. Nobody says, "Hey, I remember him in college," or nobody ever remembers any of that stuff. And uh, but he sealed his transcripts. I wonder what's in there. Maybe because he's listed in his college transcripts as Barry Satello, and uh, he came on a as a foreign a, a foreign exchange student from Indonesia or from Kenya, or wherever he was born. Um, there's all kinds of speculation, but he sure sealed his, his transcripts, and he sealed his... Uh, he, he's sure hiding something. And if it was legal that just one of your parents, because we know his... Uh, de- uh, uh, going back to Ted Cruz, we know that Ted Cruz's dad was born in Cuba, and his mom was born in America. So if if one of his parents being born in America, he didn't have to be born in America in order to run for president, then I guess why do we make all the big deal about Barack Obama? Because we know his mom was born in America. It was his dad who was born in Kenya. So, and then the speculation of where he's born. If it didn't matter, then why did it matter so much? And uh, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say I'm going to give Ted Cruz a pass because I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to answer for that. Well, you know, you're supporting Ted Cruz and you were so against Barack Obama being born out of the country. And, uh, you know, of course, he wasn't, but Ted Cruz admits he was born in Canada. Okay. Well, I understand. I understand that. And I don't, you know, Ted Cruz can be, is a smart guy, and he'd probably make a great president. But I'm just drawing the line at hypocrisy right there. So I'm not, I won't be, I won't be uh, supporting him. So let's go on to, to the, what else is in the news. Everybody's talking about this Ashley Madison, uh, Ashley Madison website. And uh, this from uh, Washington Associated Press, hundreds of U.S. government employees, including some with sensitive jobs in the White House, Congress, and law enforcement agencies, use Internet connections in their federal offices to access and pay membership fees to the cheating website Ashley Madison. So Ashley Madison, um, 
I'll just keep. I'll, I'll read read some of this. The Associated Press traced many of the accounts exposed by hackers back to federal workers. They included at least two assistant U.S. attorneys, an information technology administrator in the executive office of the of the president. And an, an IT guy in the executive offices of the president, a division chief, an investigator, and a trial attorney at the Justice Department, a government hacker at Homeland Security Department, and another Department of Homeland Security employee who indicted, who indicated he worked on the U.S. counterterrorism response team. Few actually paid for their services with the government email accounts, but the Associated Press traced their government internet connections logged by the website over five years and reviewed their credit card transactions to identify them. They included workers at more than two dozen Obama administration agencies, including departments of state, defense, justice, energy, treasury, transportation, and homeland security. Others came from from the House and Senate computer networks. The Associated Press is not naming government subscribers. It uh, it found because they're that are not uh, if they are not elected officials or accused of a crime. So. Um, so Ashley Madison is this website that apparently if you want to ha- if you want to cheat on your wife or your husband, you go on there and you can just log on. You know what? If you're going to cheat on your on your spouse, why would you why would you log on the internet to do it? Why would you why would you open an account and put it on the internet that you're cheating? I don't know. Does character mean anything in this country anymore? I guess after uh, after uh, President Clinton uh, didn't have sex with that woman, that uh, Miss Lewinsky, because Ashley only had uh, only got oral sex. That's really not the same as having sex. So, uh, and I know that. And you know what, you guys, you guys don't think that that means anything, but I will tell you that I was talking to one of my kids, whose one of their friends' parent got caught cheating on his wife with one of. With one of my son's girlfriend's friends, and uh, and he goes, well, you know what? They didn't really have sex. He just got oral sex. Well, I never taught him that that wasn't that that oral sex wasn't sex. Um, so I don't know where he learned that, except for that was right in the Clinton years when that happened. And uh, so, uh, and they were just teenagers, high school kids at the time. And uh, this stuff trickles down to our kids. If you don't talk to them, guess who's talking to them? The idiots on the news in the sound bites, the 10 second sound bites, because they don't watch Fox News and they're not watching enough to pay attention to really what's going on and really have a thought process. And uh, they're not, you know, what, you know, they're looking at the internet. They're not looking at Breitbart or uh, any of the, any of the stuff that actually talks common sense or says, hmm, what does this mean? So uh, we need to talk to them. And, but apparently it's okay for uh, all these people to cheat on their wives and cheat on their husbands. And they go on this Ashley Madison website while they're being paid by us. Okay? Think about this. If you pay taxes and I pay a whole bunch of taxes and, I re- and, I, and it makes me mad every dollar, I don't, I don't mind paying taxes to pay for our military guys. And I don't mind paying taxes to pay for our cops and our, and our fire, fire department. And I don't mind paying taxes to help out for the few people that really need it need public assistance and I don't mind paying I don't mind I'm I give generously to charity uh if I believe in them and and I don't mind paying any of that stuff 
what I do mind is paying anything extra so Obama can take two planes to Hawaii during Christmas to shut down shut down the Hawaiian Islands during the most most uh, the busiest time of the year for all these uh, all these businesses there. What I do mind is for paying paying so they can have two uh, so he can fly around the country to make a speech that he could make in the Oval Office in front of the TV cameras. What I do mind is for paying paying so they can give give people uh, snap cards uh, that are perfectly capable of of uh of feeding themselves and going to work and to give unemployment benefits to people that are completely capable of going to work and for people to get uh whatever benefits that are perfectly capable and they're giving them paid vacations cuz they don't have to well well you're just so cold-hearted ed well guess what nobody gave me anything but an opportunity and uh you know when you hear when you hear about uh Hillary Clinton's uh, team saying well you know what they're not talking about John growing jobs for the middle class and because that's what we're focusing on and that's why why Hillary Clinton's running. You know what? She's not talking about either. She's talking about giving stuff away. You know, you know how you grow jobs for the middle class? You cut taxes and regulations for the people that pay taxes and have to and have to be regulated. You cut you cut the red tape. Let Apple bring their uh, factories back to the United States. Let let uh let all these big companies have a little less regulation so it's a little more business friendly in this country. So they bring jobs back. I know. Let's kick all the all the uh, environmental wackos out of California and let's drill for oil. Let's stop buying oil in uh Saudi Arabia and Venezuela and Iraq and all those all those places, and let's start drilling here and just stop buying it overseas. What will that do for the price of oil? It'll probably make it go down, which is going to help every single person in the country. But the other the other thing is it's going to create a whole bunch of jobs for for building uh, for building refineries and for drilling and for trucking uh, oil oil trucks and for building pipelines and doing all that stuff. It's going to create a bunch of bunch of jobs and it's going to create profits from that oil. In the United States economy, and then what can we do with that? Let's build some more planes. Let's build some bombs. Let's build our military back up. And how do we pay for that? With the profits from the oil. And then we put every we got jobs for people building airplanes and building war machines and getting back and building our military back up and for creating oil. And the oil pays for the profit and it pays our our uh, national debt down. And you know you know what's funny is. Well, we could balance the budget in within 10 years. You know what? Balancing the budget, the federal budget, you know what that does? That just means we don't spend more than we take in. That doesn't mean that we're paying the national debt. That means that we just stop borrowing within 10 years. I don't think that... I like Carly Fiorina's plan. Let's start at zero. Let's not go to our old budget. Let's not go to our old budget. Let's and, and say, well, do we need to increase this 10% or stay the same or increase it 15%? Let's start at zero and say, okay, let's start at zero. Let's start with all the foreign countries that we're giving aid to. Let me see. Do we need to give these people aid? They're not our friends. Why are we helping them? Okay, so no more aid. You know, and uh, I, t- I think I, I mentioned uh, last week that I had a uh, an Uber driver in New York. Don and I went to New York a couple weeks ago, and we uh, we got introduced to the world, the world of Uber instead of taxis, which means... Uh, uh, you go on your app, the Uber driver shows up in a nicer car and it doesn't smell as bad and the, and it's cheaper and it charges right to your American Express or your credit card that you put in there. Uh, and you don't have to, it's all your tips included. It's easier, it's faster, it's cleaner and it's way cooler. And, uh, and we got this, uh, Uber driver from, um, the 
the the country of Mali, which is in Africa. And he said, you know what? In the other countries, the United States gives them the money, and they, they give the money to the government to help the people, and the government just pockets it. They don't they don't pass it on and we do we give a uh, food and all these all this all this stuff to the to the other governments and the people never get it because the corrupt government's over there. He goes, you can't you know if the people in the government don't like you, you can't get a job. You can go get a you can go get a doctorate at a university in in uh, in Africa, and if they don't like you, you can't work. They just won't let anybody hire you. So he's talking about how great this country is, and people don't people don't realize it. They just want something for free. Hey, give give me an opportunity. He goes, I came to this country. He goes, you know, and, you know the, the people that you know, say, hey, how come all the foreigners own all these businesses? Because the foreigners appreciate the opportunity. They don't mind working. They don't mind working all the all the uh, all the all the hours and 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 not having not having benefits of of uh, uh, of working for big companies. Hey, I'm going to build my I'm going to build my own uh, my own company, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to have my wife work, and I'm going to have my my kids work, and I'm going to get my family to build this thing up. And the and the people who have been in other countries appreciate it. We need to appreciate what we got. So, uh, but you know, when we we let all these government workers that are, I know someone who works at HUD, the Department of of Housing and Urban Development, and uh, I was told that if you walk through a uh, HUD. At any given time, there's a whole bunch of people. There's a whole bunch of people of any particular of any particular race that basically don't do anything all day. They're surfing the internet and uh, and uh, being on Facebook and all that stuff until somebody walks by. And if anybody says anything to them, they cry racism. And guess who pays their paycheck, folks? It's not Barack Obama. It's me and you. You know what? We don't have to we we probably could just go through every department in the federal government and just and just go through it one at a time. Put somebody with a brain to run each of these things and say, "Why is that per- what do you do? What do you do at your job? When do you do it? How come we have so many people to do one job? What is you know, what does all this stuff cost?" I had a a friend whose wife worked at a, an Amtrak years back. And uh, you know Amtrak is uh, subsidized by the federal government, and uh, uh, this guy had his wife work the very minimum hours that she needed to to get their full coverage because they got better better health insurance than we offered at Wholesale Capital, and uh, and she had to work like eight hours a month or something. So so eight hours a month she'd go in, and maybe it was eight hours. It might have been sixteen. So she made sure she worked that many, and she'd go in at night and do reservations uh, like the graveyard shift. And uh, and answer phones and make reservations and just the minimum she had to do a month just so they got their health insurance. And uh, who's paying for that? Us taxpayers are. That's why Amtrak loses so much money. You can imagine what's happening at the post office and every other department of the federal government. What does the energy department do? They make sure we're not dependent on on foreign countries except for we can't drill because uh, the energy department won't approve anything. Or the president won't. So anyway, I can go on and on about I can go on and on and on and on about this stuff. So uh, let's continue. Uh, facts matter. Prosecutors clear ICE agent in shooting. Uh, Detroit. Oh, let's talk about this California thing. I have this uh, this thing here. Uh, Juan Francisco Lopez Sanchez, the illegal alien from Mexico, simply shot. Uh, shot uh, Kate Steinle for no re- no apparent reason. She and her family walked along the waterfront in Pier 14 in San Francisco. We've been talking about that for about 
a month and a half since it happened. Uh, powerful California Democrats, including Attorney General Kamala Harris. Now, Attorney General Kamala Harris is running for the Senate seat that Barbara Boxer is uh, is abandoning uh, next year. And she seems to be the front runner because people think, you know, Barack Obama said she's the best looking uh, attorney general in the country. And uh, is Kamala Harris black? She's a light skinned black person. And apparently uh, Barack Obama seems to think she's attractive. Um, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but apparently uh, everybody seems to like her because she's good looking. Uh, I have seen pictures of her. She's not that good looking to me. Um, but. Uh, but she's running. She's running for Senate. But uh, now, now they're they're saying, "Hey, the killing is." They're saying, "Congratulations to Kamala Harris. The killing is the killing of of uh, Kate Steinle is a result of your policy coddling dangerous criminals and your rampant obsession with protecting criminal illegal aliens is now on display for all the public to see. Don't look now, but the blood is on your hands is dripping into your Gucci loafers." How many more innocent Americans have to die at the hands of illegal aliens before Californians wise up and throw their co-conspirators out of office? Harris is not speaking about the tragic murder as she hopes the incident will blow over. But other gruesome crimes, including rape, murder of an elderly woman outside Santa Barbara by an illegal alien, make it harder to ignore. Her policies, which have championed champion as compassionate led directly to the decisions to free a convicted felon and allow him on the streets of San Francisco and Santa Barbara, where he murdered an innocent woman with a bright future ahead. So, you know what? This stuff is all coming out, but nobody's talking about it. So let's, uh, it was interesting to see this, uh, in the, in the news this week that they're talking about that. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know exactly everybody who's, uh, who's going to be running for Senate, but I know, uh, at this point, for the Republicans, we have uh, Tom Del Beccaro, who was the uh, former head of the California Republican Party, and who we've had on on this uh, on this show as a guest. Um, we'll actually be doing a fundraiser for him on sep. I think it's September 28th. Might be the 29th. September 28th is my birthday, so I hope it's on the 29th. Um, but I believe I'll I'll give you guys heads up on that. But I'll be sponsoring the fundraiser for him. Uh, very smart guy, and uh, you've heard him here on this show, Tom Del Beccaro, and we'll be doing a fundraiser for him coming up on uh, the end of September sometime, and I think it's going to be at a restaurant in Riverside called The Salted Pig, which I hear has like the best hamburgers anywhere, but I haven't tried it. But some of our friends on the Let's Dine Out show have been uh, raving about the hamburgers over there, but I haven't tasted them so far. My, my favorites are still in Merino Valley. And uh, and at a place called Portello's, but that's still my uh, my number one best cheeseburger in the Inland Empire. But we'll see. We'll we'll try out the salted pig at the end of next month. Um, Bob Menendez did a speech on uh, on Iran uh, this past week. Bob Menendez, uh, he's a senator. He's a Democrat senator from New Jersey. So Bob Menendez, here's a senator talking about Iran. For 23 years, as member of the House Foreign, Mem- Foreign Affairs and State Foreign Relations Committees, I have had the privilege of dealing with foreign, with major foreign policy and national security issues. Many of those have been of momentous nature. This one of those is one of those moments. I come to the issue of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action with Iran as someone who has followed Iran's nuclear ambition for the better part of two decades. I decide on whether to support or oppose an issue on the basis of whether it is in my judgment in the national interest and security security of our country to do so. In this case, a secondary but important question is what it means for our great ally, the state of Israel, and our other partners in the Gulf. 
Unlike President Obama's characterization of those who have raised serious questions about the agreement or who have opposed it, I did not vote for the war in Iraq. I opposed it, unlike Vice President and the Secretary of State, who both support it. My vote against Iraq war was unpopular at the time, but it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Well, first of all, that just tells me uh, he's not my kind of guy. He's a Democrat. But it's amazing that even a Democrat is opposing this thing. I also don't come to this question as someone unlike many of my Republican colleagues who reflexively oppose everything the president proposes. But my support is not and has not been driven by a party loyalty, but rather by principled agreement, not political expediency. When I have disagreed, it's also based on principled disagreement. The issue before the Congress in September is whether to vote or approve to approve or disapprove the agreement struck by President and our P5 plus one partners with Iran. This is one of the most serious national security, not nuclear non-proliferation arms control issues of our time. It is not an issue of supporting or opposing the president. It's an issue much greater and graver than that. For me, I've come to my decision after countless hours in hearings, classified briefings, and hours and hours of serious discussion and, th- and thorough analysis. I start my analysis with the question, why does Iran, which is the world's fourth largest proven oil reserves, with 157 billion barrels of crude oil and the world's second largest proven natural gas reserves with 1,193 trillion cubic feet of natural gas, need nuclear power for domestic energy? We know that despite that, the fact that Iran claims their nuclear program is for peaceful purposes, that they have violated the international will as expressed by various UN Security Council resolutions and by deceit. Deception and delay of advance their program to the point of being threshold of nuclear state. It is because of these facts, the fact that the world believes that Iran was weaponing its nuclear program at Parchin military base, as well as developing a covert uranium enrichment facility in in Fordo, wherever that is, built inside inside of a mountain, raising serious doubts about a peaceful nature of their civilian program and their sponsorship of state terrorism and the world united against uh, Iran's nuclear program. But uh, Barack Obama and John Kerry think we should vote for this thing. And apparently uh, this week there came out with some information that there's some secret secret, uh, uh, agreement within the agreement that uh, just came out where uh, Iran gets to uh, inspect themselves. Hmm. This sounds kind of like, what did I talk about earlier where we got to... Vote for ourselves, like Hillary Clinton uh, deciding which of her emails weren't important to show the uh, the Benghazi people. Eh, that wasn't work-related, because I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, we're going to inspect this uh, nuclear facility. Ah, it looks clean to me. I don't see anything. Hey, no problem. Hey, you know what, folks? Uh, I'm out of time for today. So uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna done, I'm done with my rant for this week. But uh, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open, and if you need uh, if you need to refinance, want to talk to someone that has some common sense, has a brain that will direct direct you to what's best for you. Call me at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. I'll be back again with you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.